Let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listen, man, listen. Um, once we get big time, we're going to hire somebody to do all this technological shit because between me, Charter, Walt, Zoom, the Wi-Fi, the damn kids, and everything in between, this shit's impossible to do another fantastic episode of What's Good America. All right, that was called a segue. We learned that in, in podcasting school that none of us went to. Listen, I am that lovable, huggable, and downright despicable soon-to-be corporate VP, hopefully. Let's get that shit out. Let's, let's speak that into the universe. All right? Let's be honest. If they put VP on anything for me, just know it's about to get real corporately ignorant. All right? I just want to put that out there. But as my VP-ness steps into the forefront, I'm not going to leave my big dog behind me. The, the chip slanging, West Coast hanging, make him talk about the things in Chicago that he don't want to talk about because I brought this topic up because I knew he had to talk about it loving James Big Game Madison Walton the third. What's going on, baby? Listen, man. I, let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. We we two old mfers, bro. Like this is this got out of hand, like really, really, like really, really, really quick. Trying to, you know, like yeah, America. I want to let y'all know. I swear we were super on time. This was nobody's fault except the fact that nope. you know what I'm saying we were born in 1983 and we we Carmen said we're in the USA as Carmen San Diego kids. Okay, like. <laughs> So we apologize for anybody that's been trying to jump in this room. I'm pretty sure Chris is sharing the link on Facebook. I'm going to try to get right it here now. at some point and share it as well, man. But, I mean, Chris basically got to the foolishness, and he got to it real quick. Like, when he basically came to me with, with, with this topic, like, I mean, I've got an idea, you know what I'm saying, what's happening. But at the same time, too, like, well, I mean, we really – we were really kind of – Sitting there at a point, I appreciate how you did that too. So I don't have to technically share that; it's already shared. So that's dope. Not see, yep. see, so we did something right with the tech with the technology right there. But Chris was basically he's putting me into a category. I mean, I thought this was going to be a loving, you know, ode to our areas and things like no. this. A great chance nope. for you know, what I'm saying for viewers maybe to talk about theirs, you know, whenever they jump in and out. But no, no, he just basically he's he's kind of put me he's kind of put me. I don't even know if rocking a hard place is 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 good enough to describe this. And I'm not drinking America, so this makes it even worse to where I, you know, I'm already. You got to talk about it soberly, baby. You got to talk about it soberly. Man, it's out of hand, bro. So I mean, let's let them know what we're talking about in that music edition tonight, man. What's been on Ladies your mind? This is another music edition, but this is a. A more, a more tone, not even tone, a more catered, a more streamlined music edition. All right, this music edition is for your region, your area, your state. All right, now listen. Some the the topic is all mine, mainly because I want him to stop ignoring the Pied Piper of R and B. All right. I want him to stop acting like this man does not exist. When from 1994 
let's be honest, to about 2008. Not just us. If you was trying to get some loving, all you had to do was put on the Pied Piper and boom, let him do the rest. I brought this topic out just so he had to talk about R. Kelly. He don't want to do it. He don't want to. I know he don't. Listen, and don't mind the Christmas trees behind me. Listen, it's Christmas all year long if you're a child. Listen, my child loves Christmas, so we're going to celebrate Christmas up until my damn birthday. Listen, he going to have to talk about it. Ain't no more dodging it. Ain't no more, oh, man, you can't say that. You got to say it tonight. You got to bring it up. You got to talk about him. Because you, you got to talk about him. You can't. You from Chicago. It is blasphemous if you mention music and don't bring this man's name up. Period. So, I mean, so you're saying you want to talk about the music that's influenced, like, my region, basically, which is the Chicago. music that has influenced the culture in your region. And you go, and you go first, too. Damn, damn, you got that out so quick. See, if I was if I had a little buzz going out of no. bed, you go first. <laughs> no, you going first. Get it out the well, way. America, here's the beauty of this. So clearly, when, when you have to do things like this, right, and you think about our region, I mean, you know, you're talking about Chicago, which has uh been one of the uh the true lifebloods of music, you know. For a long, so. long ass time. So I'm not going to go all the way back to Benny Goodman and Gene Krupa, the great jazz guys. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I'll bring it a little bit closer with old school. But man, when you talk about how we've influenced, Chris, like, I mean, how old can I go before I have to get into the 90s? Because, I mean, there's a couple different ways I can do this to piss you off. You can. You can. You definitely can. I mean, when you talking but, about but, go ahead. what I what I want you to do, and I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not going to streamline it that much. I just want you to give the people, and by the people, I want you to give me what I want. That's all, all, right, that's all so, I'm asking for. So the the beauty of Chicago is 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 how we've touched. Uh, our region has touched the world in different ways. See, you want me to go there, but I'm about to go ahead and just hit you with something just real big right here. You know what I mean? You do realize Sam Cooke was born and raised in Chicago. I do know that. I do know that. So let, let's just start right there. You know, if you talk about a change is going to come, you know, at some point, but why does it, why does it need to come when I got Sam Cooke on my side? I mean, you talking about influence in the city, man. You talking about Curtis Mayfield, bruh. See, see, you didn't. You I, thought you I forgot, thought I, was, I forgot about. You thought I was going to come in here without without some other bullets in the chamber. Come on, bro. Like we listen, bro. Like listen, like before you even get to the nineties, you know what our city sounded like. Okay, you talking about them guys, and you got them dudes going at the same time. Earth, wind, and fires happening. Earth, wind, and fires from the shy, Chris. That's a big time. That's a big time. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to compete, That's, which I'm not trying to compete hey, with It's you not a competition at me. all. I'm and I knew you weren't doing that. And I told you this, America. See, he was setting me up, and I knew when he was talking about, talking about regions, I knew where it was to come from. So if he wants to really talk about what Chicago is, you got to start with them three guys. 
and think about the sound. And you start to think about myself and, and my household and the music when, you know, obviously we had other influences beyond that. But, man, when you could go to them three guys, you talking about you put Curtis Mayfield, Sam Cook, and Earth, Wind, and Fire on at your family reunion. You could run them three all day. Man, in fact, Earth, Wind, and Fire carried a whole will carry the whole reunion, bro. You know that. Here's here's the thing: as soon as Earth, Wind, and Fire come on, I can guarantee my mom on the floor. <laughs> I can I can get I can guarantee you if Earth, Wind, and Fire come on, Sam Cook, Curtis Mayfield, my auntie. My mama, my older cousins, we on the floor, and I'm with them. I'm telling you, brown look in hand. Look. I'm down. Listen, you talking about Lou Rawls in the same era, bro? You talking about Shaka Khan, bro? Like, bum 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 bum. No matter how you look, come on, man. Bum, 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 bum. Listen, you talking to someone who love you. All right, my fault. My fault. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. So when you're talking about our region, man, like now I, I get where I see this is what he wants me to do, and I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna have to eventually get there. Okay. Step, step side to side, round and round. <laughs> but before that, you got. I mean, if if you really want to do this, I mean, if you just want me to just go ahead and end this right now, when you're talking about who's the, like the greatest influences on our city. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to drop these these two names on you right here. When you're talking about one Quincy Jones, I mean, that just shuts it down. Oh, 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 oh. true. Hey, that ain't that ain't no conversation's done. That ain't no bullet. That you know what I'm saying. That hey, that's that's a belief. conversation's done. So if we really want, if you really want to talk about the influence and what we grew up on early on, I mean, you know, I'm saying I'm an '80s baby. I mean, so think about what Quincy is responsible for. Up through, on, a side, on, on a side note, on a side note, I don't say this that much, but Secret Garden, arguably top three songs of all time. Not top five. It's a top three song of all time. I mean, look, man. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, the great influences – and now, see, this is and this is where I really, this is where I'm really gonna mess you up. This is where I'm gonna mess you up because now I'm gonna start getting into, you know, where you want me to get into. You know, what I'm saying like our, you know, our years where we starting to understand what we listen listening to and we starting to figure out where we're from. Did you know Eddie Vedder's from Chicago, bro? I did not. I mean, you talking about the greatest grunge band of all time, and the lead singer is from the crib. I did not know that. So I mean, and you, I mean Pearl Jam. I mean, how much did they influence it? I don't care when you eventually got to it. But that uh, that Eddie Vedder, brought, yeah, come on, man. So I mean, there's some reality to that. And I mean, for me, you know, you know, for all the disadvantages to going uh, to where you don't go to a schools where you predominantly see others that look like you. Uh, there's a lot of disadvantages to that. And I think that's, you can tell, I, you can tell I ain't been drinking. Like, that was so politically correct. Like I'm running for office or something. <laughs> the advantages are is to hear those type of sounds uh, and, you know, maybe not appreciate it the way you should, but the older you get, 
I mean, I always mm-hmm. had a thing for Pearl Jam, you know what I'm saying, and that grunge, man. I, you know, there's still Nirvana stuff that I listen to to this day and, you know, and at that time. Um, so, I mean, Pearl Jam was, was the 90s, man, you know. The Smashing Pumpkins. It was. It was. The Smashing Pumpkins are from Chicago, bro. Like, I mean, that's another sound that I mean, had a big in Billy Corgan. I mean, when we know him from NWA, but, you know, like. But, yeah, like you were saying, like, that sound – dictated and and pretty much created its own culture inside of a rock and roll culture all by itself because grunge was not a thing at all like grunge was pacific northwest in a super small region like it was seattle and that was it like that was it like it didn't leave really seattle yeah yeah but you know i mean one of the all-time great creators is from the crib Okay, so you know what? Let's just rip the Band-Aid off this, all right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here's the thing about R. Kelly. Ah! Yes. Okay. Bang, bang. And I'm going to preference this because as much as we are trying to become a national voice of all things sports and music and pop culture and what's going on, so let me preference what I'm going to say about R. Kelly the way that it needs to be said. First and foremost, the dude is disgusting, okay? Shit is gross. Because it's gross, son. And it's gross. <laughs> I was literally watching Chappelle's show the other day. You could tell. Oh, I've been, wa- I've been watching it all week. Hey, hey, so, I mean, let's just start there, okay? Right, right. And I will say for the record, I literally have not listened to an R. Kelly record or played him since he was found guilty. I just, I, I could, in my own conscience, I can't, I can't do it. I respect Now, that. I'm not saying I don't want to do it, but I can't do it because as Chris alluded to within two minutes, we didn't even, I mean, what was the intro? It was basically the intro was Chris saying, tell us about Monica Lewinsky, but he just wanted to put R. Kelly there, you know. In front of my wife, yeah, my wife and my daughter over there in the back. I'm glad they are uh, at least 50 feet away from me right now. As I'm talking about this dude, right? Like, it's but I mean, to the to the you can't deny his influence. Like, no, there's you can't, you can't, there's no way around um, what he meant to our city. I, I mean, you have all those great artists that you know, I mentioned the Quincy Joneses and. The Shaka Khans, the Earth, Wind, and Fires. But he truly, you know, because by the time Quincy was doing Off the Wall and Thriller and Bad and dropping his Quincy Jones Grammy projects and all that, Quincy wasn't really living in the go. By then. No. He was in L.A. No. You know what I mean? Even though he, he is. Where he, had, he was where he had to be. Yeah, so I mean, so you, that's that's the point Chris is making. This is the truth. People know where Chicago is because of R. Kelly. Like, there's there's no if ands or buts about that. And you know that that twelve play album. I don't care what anybody says. You just realize when you listen, you know. <laughs> You know, sex me, you just can't really, you know, it just, it does things. It got a, it got a different kind of 
background to it now. Like it's it's a little different. Like, I mean, you, you know, you can't, you can't, you know. I mean, I used to look, look. What do you mind if I give you some of mine? And now, when you think about twelve players, that like you know, is that the age yeah. for all? Like you like, don't know. You don't know. Like, what does 12 play? I mean, he, he did 12 things, but now it's like, is that really kind of like, you know what I'm saying? That's where I like to keep it. So. Where was he really trying to go with it? Like, where was he like, you know, keep it on the down low? And I just start. <sighs> yeah. It. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. And. You have to listen, man. Listen, Dave Chappelle said it, it jokingly that the music was scandal proof when he was making fun of him in 2003. That's a lie. The music is full of scandal. There is so much scandal <laughs> in this music, dude. Like, it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely crazy how much. Scandal there is. Like, you just there, you can't get around it, CT. Like, but let me allow me to cleanse the palate real quick. I'm, I'm gonna give you my one. How, you gonna, how, how do you cleanse? You can't even. Let me, let me give you. I, I, what do you do? Like, this, like, you open this Pandora's box. I did. Right. I did. Allow me, allow me to make a hard right turn. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Florida. All right. So, I'm, I'm going to be a whole hundred with you. Florida wasn't really black up until, like, the 60s or the 70s, all right? So, like, the fact that Miami and Tampa and Jacksonville and Tallahassee and Ocala and all these places, they weren't really black until about the 60s or 70s, all right? Because it's where the old Italian mobsters used to come down and retire. It's where old... I mean, no disrespect by this. It's where Jewish people from up north, they would come to South Florida and like, hey, we just going, this is where we're at now. It's nice weather. The people are nice. I can eat my kaputs and my shabutsa and all that and be good. So the origin of Florida music, it's, and I, I had to, I knew some of these, but I had to go back and look at some more of them. We got Casey Jones, which I didn't know was from Florida. But I grew up in the household. My mom listened to everything. So, like, I grew up kind of listening to Casey Jones. Ray Charles, godfather of music, period. Like, he is an orchestrator all by himself. Ray Charles is from Jacksonville, Florida. All right. Let's it's call a spade a spade. If you've seen the movie Ray, we got Ray Charles. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. All right. But the group I want to get to to take a hard right turn. If you were, and I'm describing myself, ladies and gentlemen, if you were a black kid, early 90s, and you liked rock and roll music a little bit, but you were at a elementary school, middle school that was 99.99997% black, listen, listening to rock and roll probably wasn't the coolest shit to do. Until 1994 rolled around and Fred Durst made it okay. When this man came out and said, I did it for the nookie, 
and it was a rock beat behind it, and DJ, uh, oh my God, Savage or whatever his name, the DJ was behind it. He's spinning hip hop and he cutting it, but it's still it's still a bass and they still cutting it with the guitar and everything else. Limp Biscuit is my first one. All right, Limp Biscuit made it okay to kind of like, all right, you like rock and roll music, but it's not all the way rock and roll music because Fred Durst was one of Honestly, I probably grew up with like five cats who remind me of Fred Durst. White boy, tattoos on the forearms, back of his hat, probably had a grill, <laughs> and just hung out with number black folks and was good at the barbecue, no matter what. A lot of y'all don't know. Limbiscuit was signed to Interscope Records. Limbiscuit was signed to Cash Money Records. That was right after uh, Juvenile took, out, took off with Huh. And Birdman saw it like, okay, this kind of might, let me hop in this lane for an album or two. That's a different revenue stream coming in. Fred Durst, Limp Biscuit, besides running TRL, a lot of y'all don't know, they popped up on BET in the basement. Fred Durst hopped in the booth, and I'm going to be a whole 100% honest with you. At that time, he probably had a better 16 than some of your rappers, and I know for a fact he got a better 16 than most of the rappers right now. The whole, the <laughs> fact that Fred Durst and Eminem, like, they're both white guys, but, like, they're both, like, different kind of white guys and everything, like, they played the antithesis of each other, and it worked. That grunt, that, it's not grunge, like, that hard hip-hop rock and roll music, like, was at a time where Florida was really going to be black because the Jaguar showed up like two years later and like the state got super, super black in the nineties. And it was enough of a lane where Limbisky came in, like, listen, we rock and roll music, but listen, all of our influences are hip hop because a lot of the, TR, the TRL interviews, he was saying, Oh yeah, man, I grew up on NWA. And some of these names you might not know because some of these names are Florida groups only, but Walt, you're going to know it because you know music. But he said he grew up on Poison Clan, JT Money, DJ Magic Mike, NWR, I'd say NWA, but he loved Outkast, loved the Dungeon Family. Like all this music influenced a, a rock and roll subculture. So my first one, but who I, I'll, I'll give the flowers to and tip my hat to and everything else, it's Limp Biscuit, man. Like, Limp Biscuit gets slept on because you you think of the one little stupid song of doing it all for the nookie. No, they had bangers. Let's get it. Like, go. you can put on that first album and you can go through it. But yeah, it's some, it's some, it's some metal in it. Listen to the bars, though. I mean, he did do a song with Method Man, so he I did. mean, he came and, front. And he held his own. That's the thing. He held... His own with Tikal. I was a big fan of Fred Durst, man. Like I, you know, I got down with dude. Listen, they get ridiculed more in the music circle. Like they it do. ain't, it ain't us from the nineties, man. Come on, man. Who you talking about, man? They had them, what's the song? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So good. nothing but mammals. Do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's our era, bro. We had some, we had some wild shit going on. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it was loose. It was real loose. talk. You know what I'm saying? So. Can't even front. I like that, man. So, I mean, it's it's just, I guess this is just a nice episode for Chris since, you know, he wanted to basically do our two greatest influences. So, 
So here I am. I've got a sex offender and and uh, uh, just a confused black nationalist racist. I, I, I what do we call this dude? I I don't. I don't. He's well. He goes by just yay now. So like it's. I, I'm I'm you know. Hmm. And who am I to not deny his influence? I mean, you know, on the city and and really on you know the culture in general. All these dudes singing because of him. Okay, yeah. I, I would say the best way to talk about Kanye West. Again, there's no easy way to do this. Um. But I always tell this story, and Callie always like rolls her eyes and smiles when I tell this story. This is a true story. I think the best way to describe Kanye West, Kanye West was probably the first guy that had the ability for dudes to like be vulnerable around other dudes. There's no other way to tell the story but the truth. So this is 2008, Chris. This is literally right before you and I met each other. All right, so I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like I've told this story. I don't think I've ever told this story in this format, but this is this is the influence of Kanye West. So, okay, please. So, please, you got got an earmark here. This is 2008. Okay, this is the same time the Carter Three dropped. Okay, Okay, this is sunglasses in the club, like T Pain is ever like you know. It was like that type of year. So I came into the year, you know, triple crown. Hoop earrings. You know, I'm, I'm, hoop the hoop earrings are in effect. You know, I damn near had a grill this year. Like, I mean, I'm coming, I came in high, man. Like, you know, A1 was oh, still paying man. money. Like, I'm trying to, you know, I was selling cars. I was selling a shit ton of cars. Like, you know, Barack Obama just got elected president. Like, you know, Jeezy's like advocate, like this is explain the era, right? Like, if you was in your mid to early 20s and you had some shit going, man, like it was it was a good dude. Like it was it was real. Okay. It was a great time to be alive. All right. And then we lost that championship game to Sioux Falls, man. And my world just fucking came down, dude. All parts of it. Athletically. I basically quit my job by just not showing up. They were like, James, we were going to hire you full time, and you just didn't come to work for a week. I just went home and sat. So here I am. I end up in Champaign. <laughs> I'm living with, <laughs> with Brian Bonner, who's my best man in my wedding, my buddy Austin Hogue, and my buddy uh, Brad. And mind you, all three of us are now married with kids, okay? So, I mean, it all worked out, right. except for Bonner. Bonner's Bonner. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so, at one point, all of us, Austin, Brad, myself, and, and, and Ryan, had all had some heartbreak happen to us all at the same time. And this was right when 808s and heartbreaks dropped. And when I tell you, and and I want to shout out my guy, Marcus Jackson, too, as well. Um, The five of us were just sitting in the house. And you know that first song, that boom, 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 boom
Just say you will, dude. That song dropped, and you looked around this room, and you saw five grown-ass men with a tear coming out their eyes, bro. We was all in this house drinking Burnett's Cherry Vodka. Oh, my God. With with Rockstar. Oh, you know, most of these guys have decent jobs. I was poor. Um, There's no excuse. Hey, listen, man, but here we are sitting here like it's okay that we all have a heartbreak and all got a little tear coming out. We just drinking. <laughs> in the night, to a woman so hotly. I mean, come on, man. Like you just, you just, man, are you just in this house, man? And it's just. You were like, what? So I, 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 that's, that's you explained it to, to the me, point. You explained that, it to Kanye the point. You threw me off. You threw me off initially that, when you, it was like that, men could be vulnerable around each other. You threw me off. All right. I'm not going to sit this, here in front. You think threw, about, you threw okay, me all the you think about 808. Think about 808 and heartbreaks when that shit dropped or whatever was going on with you. You know what I'm saying? You was bouncing in and out of the league, you was bouncing in and out of the A1. Like, think about 2008, Chris. And maybe you weren't at the point where you're like, man, you know what? I could tell my boys. You probably weren't there yet. But I know you was playing that album by yourself. Like, man, he really going through some shit. Man, am I going through something too? It came on in the apartment a couple of times. (laughs) Me sitting up by myself. Like, I ain't going to sit here for it. It came on a couple of times. Listen. So, when I think we look at Kanye West, because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, man, he's – He's never going to be like, we revered him so much. College dropout meant so much oh my to Chicago. No, it meant no, no, so no, no, much no. to the world. They, Late registration they, meant so much. Graduation, those first three albums and what he represented and what he was doing, man, was amazing. And the you wild part is we, we being we being vulnerable, right? Let me let me cut you off for a second. We being vulnerable, right? Let's, go we, for this, it, man. This, like I said, America. Yeah, we want to make it. Yeah, but this is a therapy session between me and my best friend. All right, you just get to get tuned into it. I can't sit here and lie and say I didn't change my entire fashion style because of Kanye West throwing a striped polo. Jean jacket, throw the backpack on, and I'm going to the club. Like it's now, mind you, it was a, it was a different it was a different Chris at that time. It was stuff in that backpack. We're not talking about that. There might have been firearms and everything else. It, it wasn't the same thing that Kanye had in his backpack, but I had I had my Louis vet backpack on too. I'm like I'm in the dark shades on, polo shirt, collar up, jean jacket on. We in there. Like what, what's good? So no, I, I I get it. I understand. You have brought me to a point, and this rarely happens because a lot of time I'm gonna argue with you just to be ignorant. I'm, I'm gonna just call it spade a spade. But you have brought me to a point. I get it. I get it. And that's what makes it so hard because here I am. You've put me in a position where I have to praise. Like if you really look in the last. 
just really in the last 40, 30, where are we at? 30 years. We're 30 years now, right? Yeah. Of music. Like Chicago has been at the forefront of hip hop and R&B. Yeah. Not only the songs those guys have made, but how many songs have them dudes produced? Been a part of, yeah. And it, it pains you because you can't. This is this is the legacy of, of our city and music because they are the two most, they are two of the biggest selling artists in the history of music. Iconic. Iconic. And you can't even, I mean, it's not even about trying to defend them. You don't even want to. Like, it's just no, to the oh point where. Like I can some of the stuff it's like, dude, like I get it. And I it's been said about Kanye for a long time. When his mom passed and he didn't win that Grammy, that was it. It was a, it was, it was it was a tsunami was like of things like a, at one time. It was like a psychotic break. Yeah. And in, in a sense. Like I, I wouldn't go there because clearly the guy's a billionaire, so he knows exactly what he's doing. Um you can't you can't be that crazy to where you can't financially get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Like Elon Musk has got a screw loose, but he ain't got that many screws loose. You know what I'm saying? Missing. But that's the truth of it, man. And I think that's the only way to really look at Kanye. R. Kelly, you just can't touch that. I just, there's no, I mean, you just got to, you know, I mean, you know, he, But Kanye hurts because that's like your formative. Like it's. I was twenty one. Twenty one. That's us. And what I saw the college dropout do at my extremely white college, I'm talking wider than uh, the crowd at the Alabama Auburn basketball game when I was like around. I say, God damn. Yeah, that was. That I was, mean, when it, yeah. when it's a football stadium, you know, you just kind of, uh, you know, well, sprinkle, yeah, yeah, you just don't even really like pick. But the basketball game, I was like, oh my god, yeah. I was like, man, you better stop doing that pat down dance. That was, that's gonna have to be our next show. We need to talk about. You know what? Yeah, we gonna do that this week. We need to talk about this black, this black youth man, because we got three incidents right now that are really. Tugging at me. I'm, I'm sorry. I was I was trying to keep my language a little. Yeah, yeah. We we might have to come back and we might need to talk. We got three guys we need to talk about, like for real. And I saw I you post about one. I don't want to interrupt it. I don't want to interrupt what you're saying, and I don't want to go too far right. into the topic. I do appreciate. But we need to talk about. I do appreciate Coach Nate coming out and saying like, "Yeah, that was in bad taste. That's my fault. I should have. I should have. I knew they were going to do it because they always do it. I should have done something about it. I appreciate you, Coach Nate, but. As a motherfucker with common sense, you don't do yeah. it. No, 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 no. There's a lot, and there's a lot of not common sense going on. So yeah, we gonna we gonna get to that. But uh, Chris, I, I guess we need to pivot back. I mean, who's your other big? I mean, <clears throat> like who's that <clears throat> deal? Because I mean, you know, you got me over here talking about. Well, you got my wife shaking my head at me. I'm over talking about R. Kelly and Kanye West. Listen. And she's I holding on. Cal- I, I got. I feel like Callie's gonna have to hear some of this to get educated on this next topic. All right. <laughs> I feel like Callie needs to to 
bring the baby a little bit closer and then move the baby further and further and further away once she hears who I'm talking about. Because the artist I'm going to bring to you now pretty much, pretty much gave you freedom of speech. He fought for freedom of speech, okay? Him. Some people would say that, hey, his crew was maybe a little too live. And I could appreciate that. <laughs> All right? Some would say that this man was so untouchable, he was skywalking, okay? The man I bring to you was born in 1960 in South Florida of Caribbean parents, Luther Campbell. Uncle Luke. Luke Skywalker. Listen, for our younger fans and our fans who, who are just now really getting into hip-hop, a lot of shit you hear now is tame compared to the shit Luke was talking about in the in the early 80s, late 80s, early 90s. You got to think, Luke was popular when everything was gangster. Like, you had to be a hood. You had to be a thug to be in hip-hop music. Luke never came out talking about, oh, I'm going to shoot you in your chest. Or, hey, me and my boys going to jump you. No. No, that wasn't Luke's lane. No. South Florida has always been the party part of the state. And that's all Luke focused on. Like, And I'm not going to get into detail just in case my mama hear this part. But Luke, all Luke did was talk about party. That's it. <laughs> Luke influenced music, period, because if you look at the tree that Luke made, it's all of Florida. And I don't mean just South, South Florida. It's all like his, his palm tree has any big artist from Florida. They're attached to Luke somehow, some way. That was really, that was really cute what the you just did tree. right there. His the palm, palm tree. Yeah. That, I told you, man, really, like we really, go. That was super special. We gonna, that was, you, that was really this, this special. We're going to do this shit and like we're going to have puns and everything else. But if you look at the tree that Luke made, you got Plies because Plies is on the record label. Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy was right next to Luke. Trick Daddy. Rick Ross. Right, mind you, he was a correctional officer. It is what it is. I feel like we got past that maybe a little too quick, but we got past it. Rick Ross. JT Money, Poison Clan, DJ Magic Mike, T Pain, Flow Rider, Pit Bull, all <clears throat> Gloria Estefan, and the Miami Music Sound Machine. Guess guess where they were recording at? <laughs> Luke Studio. Uncle Luke. Yep. You can't you can't talk about music in Florida. You can't talk about music in the South. You can't talk about hip hop music at all if you don't bring Luke's name up. Luke was popular when NWA was the most feared group in the country. It, Luke was so big during that time, Dre had a diss about him and a lot of people didn't even know they were talking about Luke. Luke's been to Nova, so Luke's getting like, to the average hip-hop head, like it was just like, oh, damn, who's this Luke dude they're talking about? But if you look closer to the video, he had a Hurricanes jacket on, 
Luke is the he was the complete opposite of like what was popular at that time because he wasn't a thug. He wasn't wearing like the black Raiders jacket and the black scully. Luke came out with a hurricane jacket on and like a U hat. Like Luke has been that guy for Florida. I'm not gonna go into the songs and everything because, like I said, I want my mom to get mad at me. But Luke has been that guy for Florida, and like he stood up with the flag and like you know what. This is the music that I like. This is the music that I love. You're not going to censor it. You're not going to make me tune it down because as much as you think NWA was a part of the whole little explicit sticker that's on a lot of CDs and whatever people buy now, like I I guess all my music comes from Apple now, like iTunes, but when you were buying CDs and a little sticker that said explicit, whatever, yeah, a part of that was NWA. The other half of that was Luke. For those of you who are older, yeah. which which that explicit that that well that parent advisory sticker when that came out, woo, that was so dope, man! Oh, I'm telling you, things that used to get us it, excited when we were kids. Like, oh man, don't, don't get the edited version. Come on, man, you gotta go to Sam Good and get the one with the with the sticker on it. I'm not going to Walmart to buy a Luke album. Bitch, take me to Coconuts yeah. and Sam Good. No, let's go. Yeah, for real. Take me to Tower Records. Oh my god. So for me. Like, Luke was it. And for the rest of the country, they just knew him from Me So Horny and all his other music. As a Florida kid growing up at that time, and I'm going to get serious with you for a second, all you wanted to do was play Pop Warner football so you can play in a Luke tournament. Because Luke, at that time, if you were 12 and under at that time, that was your BCS national championship. That that was the the playoffs in college football right mm-hmm. now. That was your Super Bowl. Like you wanted your team to be so good that you got invited to the Luke tournament. And he gonna pay for everything for you and your team to get down there. He got his team in it, and like they in all different age brackets. Once again, I'm not glamorizing any of this, but like this is just my childhood, and I'm super proud of. It. But it's none of us to glamorize any of it. You got the dope boys on the sideline betting on the game. You ain't been to a little league football game until you see 45, 50 dudes who normally don't get along with each other. Dark skin, gold grills, dreads, bald-headed, pants hanging off their ass with stacks of hundreds betting on an eight-year-old football game. And they're going to give this, like, hey, hey, come in, Jit. Hey, man, good game. Mm-hmm. Boom. And give an eight-year-old two, three hundred dollars. Or this dope boy come up to the coach. Hey man, I want a hell of a lot of money. Take this thousand, take them boys out to eat and get them some uniforms. Because you knew for a fact you wasn't about to do all that bullshit. It looked turned like it wasn't no selling dope. It wasn't no, it was a car show, it was a football tournament. It was like it brought the city, it brought the state together. And like I can't even think of a time where somebody got shot, somebody got beat up. The games got interrupted. None of that. Because Luke, everybody respected Luke for what he was doing. Because the one common thing for most dudes in Florida, oh, you play Pop Warner football. Good, bad, the best out there, the worst out there. You out there because your mama made you do it. Oh, you playing football. And if you made it to that Luke tournament, got your little T-shirt, your trophies and all that, you made it. So my guy... My, to, to end of the music part of us, it's Luke, man. Like his influence on 
specifically my culture, unspecifically on the entire music industry. You think this shit Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion and all that shit Sam is nasty. All right. Go to iTunes right now. Go to Loop. Look up a song called Jackulator Splackulator. <laughs> I heard that song when I was seven years old, Walt. Still can't get through the whole thing. <laughs> Bro, like it like I get it. I'm a parent now. And if Zoe ever come in the house singing word for word the shit that Cardi B say. She gonna get child abused. I don't know, uh, assaulted. I don't know what the right word is going to be. Like, like, boom! Like, hey, sh- shut up. Go to your room. Go to your room. Just, just grab some ice. Go in your room. But still, but still, it has nothing in comparison to Luke and the way he changed and influenced the culture. Even though, like, you saw what he was doing in public, but. Luke was never the one to kind of hate, like, look at all the stuff I'm doing behind doors. Like, he wasn't. He was just doing so much that it took the forefront. Now, most kids just know him as, oh, that's the dude who throw the football uh, tournaments every year. That's the dude who always went to the University of Miami. For God's sake, the man is a, is, is a U-booster. Like, Luke gave somebody an NIL deal. Luke's the original NIL deal. Dude, the original. You want to know why Warren Sapp went to Miami instead of University of Florida, where he committed at first? Hmm. <laughs> well, Warren Sapp's officially not coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm, just, great. I'm just saying. Just... Sapp was committed to the University of Florida. Well, you know, I mean, if you're talking about, you're talking about the University of Miami in the 90s, so, I mean, not a hard sell. Yeah. Not yeah. a hard Michael Irvin? Wait, wait, who was he yeah. partying with in the 90s, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, Warren ended up winning a couple titles. I think he I think he did well. Oh, oh you, you you think the great one is all nice and clean and squeaky clean and he got the XFL and his little tribal tattoos? Hmm, he went to school in Miami. I wonder who he partied with. <laughs> I bet that Disney movie don't look so goddamn good now. You so hilarious right now. Man, Luke, man. Shit. Shout out to Luke, it's man. All- Shout out to Luke. It's all good, man. Well, since I've basically had to talk about foolishness for the last 35 minutes, thanks to you. Um, <laughs> as we get to our award-winning segment of uh, Give Me a Minute, I'm going to need you to go first because I don't even know what the hell I'm going to say after having to say all that shit out of my mind. All right, give me a second. I, I had some stuff wrote down. I got to find it. I got to find it. One second. <laughs> this man over here got audio books and shit. Hey, bro. Like, I, we hadn't been on in a while. So, like, it's. All right. Hold on. Hold this on. is serious. I've never. America. I mean, this dude's got a. He's got a. He's got keynotes he needs to hit. He got a Vince McMahon script and shit. Hey, listen, like, I, it was some things I needed to talk about that, like, I just, I had to write, so I had to write some of them down. All right, I'm going to go serious. That's hilarious. I'm going to go serious. All right. America, give me a minute. 
Yeah, I joke around about the music and all that, but man, don't get me wrong. Like Luke is a national icon. Um, just to be serious with you for a second, hey man, listen, value your people right now because there's a lot of shit that's going on that ain't really like kosher. I guess is the best way to say it because the train regulations have been loosened so much. There's been like three uh, train derailments or like three train crashes in the last month or so. In the last month, it's been like four or five planes that went down. Man, listen, um, police still beating up niggas. And then the cops, the cops were niggas themselves. So there's that. Listen, Drake, Drake had a, 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 the song, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. I value that song, man. Have a good time. Do what you need to do. Value your people. But man, listen, if you keep your ass in the house, Man, that's probably the best thing to do. Like, it's, I'm, I make candles now. Like, that's the shit I do to keep my ass in the house. Like, I'm, like, I make bottles, still cups, and shit like that. Still, listen. All I'm saying is, and I know I went a long way to get to the saying yes now, but it's a lot of stuff going on right now that you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So enjoy yourself. Be here for a good time and a long time. Love your people. But man, if you can stay your ass in the house, we ain't got to be outside. Like, keep your ass in the house, man. America, that's been my minute. For real. For real. I like it, man. Well, let me go ahead and take a sip of this water. I think I figured out what I'm going to say. Hmm. Tastes like Bobby Boucher right there. Pure quality. Mm. High quality H2O, baby. America, give me a minute. So here we go. Here we are talking about music. And and really, to me, um, it's amazing how much bullshit is out. Chris, I'm going to tell you right now what I've done. And it just happened randomly. You know, I was finally just kind of messing around at work this week and, you know, just kind of busy with stuff. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I've been such a fan of this Steve Lacey song for the last eight months. And I've known yeah. I've known who Steve Lacey is for a long time because I'm a big Internet fan, which is one of the best right. groups that basically nobody outside of California or the LGBTQ community knows about. Um Anyway, so I'm playing some old Steve Lake. I missed wondering. a couple letters. Hey, I said Q. Ain't it like an I and an A L-B- now, too? L-B. They got a what? It's like an I and an A now. Okay, the LBGTQIA community. There you go. My pop. I don't want to ever disclude anybody. Anyway, and I go, you know what? I want to see how much other stuff. I knew Steve had some stuff before. So I went and listened to Steve's stuff, and it's it's dope. I love it. It's got that real California, you know, just real like he like you know, you know, um, Baldwin Hills type, you know, you know, black LA feel to it. And then it starts right. going into other artists and thinking about the Childish Gambino EPs, and it's connecting it to Pharrell, and it's, it's all this, and it's like. I mean, I'm so grateful for the Steve Lacey album and Robert Glasper winning a Grammy. 
Like black people, we need to get back to some good fucking music, man. Like we're out of hand, dude. Like the majority of the shit I hear, man, everybody's just it's whack. Go check out my our boy Mike Bogan's new single. That's a good motherfucking song right there. Let's get back to listening to some good stuff, man, because, I mean, that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm so sober. It's hard to do these things when I'm sober, but I'm just letting y'all know, man, there's more than all this mumble bullshit, and there's more than just the same old pedda-da-pedda-da, There's more to that than R&B. This guy's actually singing. This guy's actually, with, I'm not saying their lyrics are dope, but you can hear what the hell they're saying. There's nothing like a Donald Glover song. Nothing like a Donald Glover song, because he's going to sing in tune, Without auto-tune, and that's no slap at T-Pain because I love T-Pain. So, but then he's going to rap, and you're like, oh, this dude can go. So, America, I'm just letting you know, sometimes you just got to put on what's going to make the ride bump, and I'm all for that because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody want to be N-word, but nobody want to be an N-word, so we might as well be N-words ourselves. Facts. But, come on now. We got to get to the point. We need to distinguish what's actually really good and what's really not. And 95% of the shit that's out is not. It's been my minute. <clears throat> Just for the one correction, because we never make a mistake, but Walt didn't know that it was. There's letters and numbers added to it now. Oh, my God. So, yeah, please uh, so recite it. The LBGTQQIP2SAA. Which stands <laughs> would, have never, would have never known that if we didn't do this show. I just learned something. I which stands it. for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, pansexual, two-spirit, asexual, and ally. And I'm an ally, so there you go. And I just don't give a damn. Like, love who you love, fuck who you fuck. I don't really give a damn. I, and I'm sober. That's the thing about it. We're both sober. All right, I had to drink in. Damn, how long has it been? I can't wait for two weeks. I'm kidding, America. I'm not an alcoholic, but you know, I just feel like I feel like this show's better um, when I'm a little bit buzzed because I will just say some shit. Kind of, you know, I'm just being real. So, like, give me a minute. Seeing. But with all that being said, this is two sober, uh, progressively employed African Americans giving you their take on music from their region. <laughs> I am C. Turner. That is Big Game James. Special shout out to Knockout Smoothie, uh, KO Fitness, Nine Round Boxing, Gym, Kickboxing, Martial Arts, and all that good stuff. Rebel Coffee, Chic Workwear. Because you can pop that thing in Chic Workwear. And I just want to spend a special, special shout out to my company, just in case y'all ever do watch this. I was just playing. Like, I do this just for fun. Um, I ain't mean none of it, and y'all should really give me the promotion that I am desperately overqualified for. So let's just get that shit out there. Overqualified for. But with all that being said, the same question that I asked you tonight is the same question I'm going to ask when this man turns 40 years old. And what is that, Walt? What's, What's good, good America? America?